2: Hey guys, how's it going? I'm doing okay. pretty good. Right on. Sounds good. I appreciate you guys having me on. So
1: well, I'm Josh. I'm Tyler.
2: Well, it's very nice to meet you guys. I'm David. So sorry, sorry my Josh couldn't be here. He's got he's uh got a couple other things he's working on, but no big deal. So happy to be here.
1: Well, it's great to have you. Thanks for coming on.
2: Absolutely.
1: So, um, I guess to start off, um, how did you guys get your your start into the uh, realty company?
2: Uh, Yeah, man, absolutely. Well, we started off, uh, Josh and I we're friends for probably about five years. Um, and he was actually a realtor about three years before I was. So he works with, uh, MKB realtors. And then I left my job in corporate sales and we decided to partner up and, and create our own team. So, and that was about January of last year.
1: Hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, um, I I know a lot of people that have become realtors. What all is involved in doing that?
2: Uh, well, the the process itself is, I mean, it's there, there's a lot of folks that are realtors. Obviously, there's I think there's like a record number of realtors in Rona currently. Um, so, I mean, really, it's just it is a licensing process, kind of like it would be if you get like, you know insurance or something like that so you have to go through take a course um and then take a test and then you can get your license from there and then you have to find a brokerage firm to uh what they call hang your license with in the meantime so like i said josh and i the jnd realty team <laughs> we we technically um work with mkb realtors is the company we hang our license with so okay yeah
1: so um as far as um you know what what all goes into listing house or or trying to uh get a a homeowner into a house
2: well i'll be honest they're very different processes especially right now Um, I don't know if you guys are terribly familiar with the way the market's working currently, but right now we're in probably one of the heaviest seller markets ever. So we have a lot of, we have a lot of people who want to buy property, but not a lot of people that want to sell it. So, um, so right now we have a really low amount of houses for sale. So the inventory is very low. So if you're a buyer, it makes it very difficult but if you're a seller it makes it very easy to sell your house <laughs> and you could probably get more money than you than you could imagine for it that kind of thing so um it's uh, it's pretty wild i mean like the the buyers you know starting with that side i mean the buyers we're working with right now are it's a lot of times we put in you know two to five offers on different properties before we ever actually get one under contract, just because there's so many, there's so much competition with buyers right now. So um, it's just, it, it's, it's tough. It's emotionally straining, but it's uh you know, once we finally get them in there, it's definitely worth it. And we probably worked with, you know, our team probably worked with I'd say maybe 40, 50 buyers in the last year or so. Um, we've, we've been successful with most of them, but it's, uh, it's definitely been tough. <laughs> so.
0: How long does the, the process take? Like from when you find a listing or, you know, as far as the bidding goes to being able to put it out there for a buyer?
2: Well, honestly, the, um, the buyers, you know, we usually have them set up to receive listings pretty much instantly. So I mean, it's it's we're we're constantly looking for buyers that we're working with, and the way the market is right now, a lot of houses don't sit on the market for more than a couple days. So it's it's really important for us to be able to like get into those houses, take a look at them as soon as we can, because oftentimes by day two or three, um, you know those those houses are they already have contracts, like somebody's already put in an offer and the, and the sellers accepted them. So, and oftentimes what we're seeing with that is we're, we're running into situations where we have multiple offers on the same property, meaning that like there's a, there's a lot of different buyers that wanna purchase that one property. So it, it, what it does is it drives the price up because that seller wants to take the best offer that's available to them. So oftentimes that might mean that the buyer in order to get a property is looking to spend, you know, ten, fifteen, I've seen thirty-five to fifty thousand dollars over the asking price that they were originally asking for the house. It's it's pretty wild.
0: Wow. <laughs> so yeah, it's crazy. So so do you work with like appraisers as well, like after an offer is made to make sure the um property matches what is being offered for it?
2: well it's it's part of the process usually. so usually if a, if a buyer is getting a loan
0: through a mortgage company
2: um, you know usually if, if they're going through a lender to get a, a, a mortgage, oftentimes they're going to require that they do an appraisal. So the appraiser is usually one of the last pieces of the puzzle. So usually we do stuff like inspections and then we mm-hmm. move on into, um, you know, getting repairs completed or or things like that. And then the appraiser is usually hired by the bank to come mm-hmm. out and make sure that the property is worth what they're, what they're going to pay for it. So um, really, a lot of times the appraiser is just there to protect the bank's interest to make sure that, you know, somebody's not gonna pay you know fifty thousand dollars more than the value of the actual property so makes sense yeah (laughs) it's just it's really there they're there to protect the bank's investment (laughs) so
1: (laughs) so i guess on an average um it was in regards to roanoke how many would you say, or what would the percentage be of people that are moving to Roanoke from outside Virginia?
2: It's actually really common. Um, I would say that probably of all of our sales last year, I would say it was somewhere around 20 to 25%. And I'm just throwing that out there. It might be a little bit higher than that. Those uh, That was the amount of people that we helped that moved here from outside of Roanoke so and wanted to move here i've actually i have clients right now i have, I have multiple sets of clients that are moving here from out of state hmm.
0: so, do, the, do the licensing kind of like insurance work just like for the state or county or however it works or you know is it just kind of just keeping it local that way you know just yeah not bite enough more than you could chew
2: well, no, it's uh, so technically as an agent in Virginia, uh, you know, I'm licensed in the state of Virginia mm-hmm. um, and I, you know, I'm able to uh, sell real estate anywhere in Virginia, but I'm pretty much, I, I, I work only in the Roanoke Valley Association of Realtors. And then I'm also a member of the NRV as well, but uh, I work primarily in the Roanoke Valley. So, okay. and that, That encompasses like Roanoke County, the city, Salem, Bedford, uh tot County. It has Franklin County, Floyd's in there too. So that's it's a pretty big area. Yeah. So
1: So on an on an average, um, when you're when you're bringing somebody in or showing somebody houses from out of state, what what would be your your typical sales pitch as far as what Roanoke or the surrounding areas have to offer?
2: Well, I think a lot of times by the time um, you know by the time somebody reaches out to me, they're they're usually pretty aware of what the what the area has to offer, and and what I'm hearing from them is. You know, Roanoke has a really great um, it's it's I have a lot of clients who move here to retire, but I also have a lot of younger clients that move here to, you know, raise families. I mean, obviously, the outdoors is a big one here. Um, So people that like to hike, you know, they move here from all over the place. But I think one of the biggest things, too, is, uh, you know, the pandemic has really relocated people uh, into this area just because you know, they, they no longer have to work or rely on local industry in order to make um, you know, make a living or, or be paid what they would like to be paid with their level of education. So you know, what, what I'm seeing is like we have a lot of folks that are moving here from, you know, it might be DC or Chicago or something like that, where they can retain their current jobs but they can move to Roanoke, and instead of you know paying paying uh, two thousand dollars a month to live in a closet, <laughs> you know they can move here and have have a really great um, really great cost of living, and and the quality of life here is pretty high. I mean, I think it's I think uh, most people that move here don't really ever leave here, or people that are from here and leave, they tend to make their way back at some point. <laughs> At least that's my experience, so.
1: <laughs> yeah, I've lived here all my life. I moved here from Chicago, but I was a, I was a kid, so I don't I barely remember that. So I've been here, everything I know about Roanoke, and it's changed a lot.
2: Oh, I agree, definitely. It's changed a lot, even in the last five to ten years.
1: I mean, I know we've had uh, a huge restaurant boom as far as food trucks and, um, you know, ghost restaurants showing up and, uh, just an overall, I would say like, a a peak when it comes to the culinary world. I always thought that was interesting. I thought that would be a a good reason why people would move here, but I know some of the bigger cities have that too.
2: Yeah, I think so. I mean, I always feel like Roanoke has a—I mm-hmm. um, always call it—it's it, a small city with large city amenities. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think too, what we're seeing is like you know a re, um, like a a very large shift into the um, the development of the downtown area was a big one. Um, you know once I mean if I, I'm sure you probably remember but I mean 15 years ago downtown Roanoke I mean there wasn't a lot of people that lived there you know so it's it's you know the, I think revitalizing that area as far as just bringing residents in there absolutely helps the ability for the area and the surrounding neighborhoods as well whether that be like you know Old Southwest or Wasina or even you know Crystal Spring or something like that. I think a lot of those areas can really, you know, thrive by having a a more lucrative downtown and that's, you know, kind of been really heavily developed and uh, just has and offers more more attractions and that type of thing too. So and I think we're seeing that in a lot of the neighborhoods as well. Like especially Wasina is probably one of the most recent ones that's really seen a uptick and you know in, in development there as far as um you know food establishments and that sort of thing
1: yeah exactly i know there's uh, there's a lot of just a lot of businesses overall popping up in places that they weren't 10 years ago
2: yeah yeah i i, I agree and i think a lot of it just has to do with the uh the population has has changed um, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I'm sure, I mean, I, I even think probably in the last couple of years, you know, since the, the, you know, since the pandemic, I think it's, it's even escalated further. So as far as the increase in population.
1: I know out yeah. there uh, going towards uh, Bonsec, that, that area, man, that's changed a lot too, as far as, those con—I guess they're condos—right uh, there on four sixty.
2: Yeah, the ones on the left there.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean that—that's bringing a lot of a lot of people to that area, and then of course you got new complexes and um, uh, little strip malls for people to to put their businesses in, whether it be restaurants or, or stuff that people need.
2: Yeah, absolutely, and I think you've seen a lot of the town center development, even this, like especially like Daleville. That's been a really big, um, I mean, a huge, a huge upheaval in in population in that area. Um, you know, with their revitalization of that of that area. So, um, yeah, it's good, man. I really, I mean, I love it. I like to see, I like to see the area thrive. I like to see them bring new, new things to the uh, to the market and. And I think the I think the population is really enjoying it too. So everybody seems to be getting out and supporting a lot of these local businesses,
1: especially. Yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, you know, and especially you know, I I lived in Bodetot for a long time, and and you know, that's another area that is, is. I mean, things have changed. You know, with them getting rid of the truck stops to um all the the new development and condos that they have down there too
2: oh yeah it's 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 awesome that area so it's it's and they have so many events and that type of thing there too it's really great
1: you still there tyler
0: (laughs) oh yeah i'm here hey tyler (laughs) (laughs) i'm just listening so I, I grew up in Franklin County and, you know, a few things have come up here and there. Of course I haven't been back there in years, but um, yeah, I don't know of a whole lot more going on down there than, yeah. You not know, say like on Roanoke or Daleville's level, at least.
2: Well, I'll say it's not, it's not like that necessarily, but what I've seen is that um, a lot of, a lot of my clients are, they, a lot of them want to look in areas like Boone's Mill Mm -hmm. because it's so close and accessible to like amenities in South Roanoke. Yeah. So, and it also gives them the ability to be a little bit further out and not right on top of each other, like they would have in the city, you know, here in the city, but they would have a little bit more acreage and that type of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And the pricing, you know, and I've seen the housing market prices there really go up in the last year as well. So, I mean, I think Boone's Mill, even Rocky Mount, too. I mean, Rocky Mount's really, um, you know, once they develop the harvester there and, and all that good stuff, I mean, it's it's they've they've done a really good job in that area as well.
1: Hey, there. Hey, you over there in the corner. Do you like movies, TV shows? Comic books, collectibles, spicy food? If so, do me a favor. Go to YouTube in the search bar and search Beyond Roanoke Entertainment. Make sure you follow, subscribe, turn on notifications so you don't miss anything. Again, that's Beyond Roanoke Entertainment on YouTube. Now back to our program. I think for, for most people, they, they want to be far away from uh, everything, but close enough that if they need to go somewhere, it's, it's a 10 to 15 minute drive for the most part.
2: Yeah. And that's that's what I get a lot of times with my out of town or out of state clients where it's it they look at something on a map and they're like, well, that's like, you know, that's. 10 miles away and it's like yeah but it's only 15 minutes you know so it's like i don't it's it's still it's still really close and we have a a, you know i mean whether it be 81 i mean they could live in salem and get to downtown in 15 minutes you know Mm -hmm. something like that so it's uh i don't know it's uh, that always blows people's mind that we just don't have we don't have big city traffic and i think that's one of the big uh, people really like that about this area especially if they're from somewhere else that they're used to that kind of thing
0: Yeah, it's like every road connects to every other road
2: yeah 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 and they don't have to sit you know i mean it doesn't take it doesn't take them two hours to get to work and i mean you know if you if you go into northern virginia a lot of times that's you know that's not uncommon is to have an hour commute to into dc or or into richmond or something like that mm-hmm. so
1: And and that's what I've heard because we're we're both in the right now still, mm-hmm. and um, uh, I'm on the retail side of it, and it's it's one of those things where if you get people traveling through, like I, we've got a guy that works for us that uh, he moved here from Pennsylvania, and you know I I ended up getting into a conversation with him about that because he told me about his hometown and whatnot, and it's just like, well, what made you move here? And it's it seems like. Across the board, everybody has the same answers. When they drove through or came in to visit somebody or whatever the case is, it just has that small town feel with a lot of the the larger amenities that you can find in you know like uh, Baltimore or Richmond or Durham or you know places like that. Yeah,
2: yeah, I agree. I mean, I think it's uh, it's just you know it's it's really a thriving a thriving city. I mean, it's, it's, it's growing. I think, like I said, too, I think the cost of living here is a big, is a big deal as well. And it's also pretty centrally located. I mean, you're, you're, as far as like major trucking routes and that type of thing, or your ability to get to a major airport, obviously other than the Roanoke regional, but um, you know, you're, you're pretty close. You're a two hour drive from Greensboro. You're, you know, roughly three and a half to, four and a half hours from DC you can get to Richmond in three hours you know it's 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 uh, it's a very good centrally located spot as well and it's relatively safe too as far as like natural disasters and that type of thing like a lot of people don't really um, think about that who've lived here for a long time but I definitely have um, you know people that do move here they definitely talk about that as one of the things as well which I would have never you know, it's just not something that crosses my mind, but we don't have fires. We don't have hurricanes. You know, we don't have earthquakes. (laughs) So it's uh, at least not very frequently. Yeah. So, right.
1: Yeah. I I had a conversation with somebody who was coming through and um, they were like, you know, this is, this is pretty much a a smaller town than what we're used to. It's like, no, you want to see a really small town, go to Buchanan or uh, my mom lives in Stewart. That's a really small town too. Mm-hmm. and it's like you go to those places and you could walk a mile from one end to the other, and then you're in and out of town. I mean, it's just that small.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> and you could do it in 10 minutes. So. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> I think that's a, for me, that's the big appeal of why I still live here is it's, it's growing. I mean, eventually, you know, it's, it's gonna, it's gonna be, bigger than what it, what it was or what it is now, but it's still going to have that small city feel no matter what. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. And I, I think the, um, you know, I think the city and the County of Roanoke are doing a pretty good job and, maintaining growth uh, within the city. Like right now, um, you know, the big, one of the big um, infrastructure uh, upgrades they're doing is over near Tanglewood Mall, so that's gonna oh, yeah, a, that's going to be a really nice spot. I'm I'm not exactly sure what they're doing. I know I think they're going to put more housing in there, and obviously they've added a lot of amenities to a to a mall that we you know guys like you and I that have lived here for a long time. We were like, what's <laughs> what are they going to do with this mall? I don't know. Yeah, I mean <laughs> it, it died
1: ten years ago, you know. Yeah, but with with all the the new. Uh, businesses are going in there. Um, Carillion. You know, you got Carillion, mm-hmm. and uh, I know there's a few other things popping up here or there. It's just like it's going to revitalize the area, bring a lot of new people to this area. Um, you know, especially with things like, uh, was it a Ch- chilies maybe that's going yeah, in I there? A,
2: and, I think there's a chilies going in, and then they just obviously they put the new Chipotle in there. I think there's a pizza yeah. place coming in there too.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then you know you got places like um, uh, Panda Express, which the closest one to my knowledge is in Christiansburg. Yeah, it's just like the the closest uh, Chili's is in Lynchburg. Yeah, so it's I've going to bring a lot of people really
2: there. I've, I've always thought it was strange that we didn't have a Chili's here. <laughs> it's like yeah, it seemed like a seemed like a restaurant we would have,
1: but but now we will. and it's you know it kind of makes you wonder uh in a way it's of why they chose to do what they're doing to tanglewood because a lot of the times when businesses come they end up at valley view Mm
2: -hmm.
1: or around that area And, and you know of course uh tyler and i both live over here so it's uh it's one of those things where i love seeing the area grow i love seeing new things come to the area that you can't go over to Williamson Road or 460 and see it.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think too, um, you know, they've over the last 10 years, they've done a lot of development, especially on top of the hill there above, um, you know, above Tanglewood. Um, there's a lot of development there. I think there's going to be a lot of new development that's going in there too. Because I know they did a lot of work on 419, you know, to try to enhance the traffic flow there, mm-hmm. um, and then I, I know there has been a lot of development, residential development, but there's also going to be more. So, and I think it's kind of um, it's it's kind of a good spot to do it, in my opinion, just because it's you easily have access to major highways there in that spot. So, which I mean, obviously you do too, you're closer to Valley view, but I think, um, there's a lot more land that's there to develop just in my opinion.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, and I just, I think Roanoke as a whole is the, the, Oh, the, the majority of people here are super nice. Uh, you know, they're, they're pretty much easy to get along with everybody. Uh, for the most part, that you run across will tell you, "Hey, how you doing?" Um, and you don't find that in in what people would say is would be like a larger city.
2: Yeah, I agree, and I hear that a lot too. I hear that the the people here are very nice. So, which you know, maybe we take it for granted because we've been here for so long. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Sorry, I lost my my headphones. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> um, so, I mean, as far as um, you know, types of houses that you guys sell. Do you go do anything from like condos to just your normal like uh, ranch style housing and and things of that nature, or?
2: Yeah, we we do mostly, I mean, pretty much everything as far as, uh, I mean, as far as housing types, whether it's condos or townhouses and, you know, anything up to lake houses and and that sort of thing too. So, um, you know, I mean, ranches, Tudors, you know, colonials, all the above, We're, we're all into that. So even multifamily to some degree. So anything up to roughly you know, quadplexes or something like that we would usually handle.
1: Do you guys uh, deal in commercial properties at all?
2: I don't personally deal in commercial properties. Um, I, I have someone at our office who helps with that stuff if we run into that, which we do occasionally. But I, I personally don't handle a lot of commercial properties. So my expertise
1: is more in, in residential. Okay. So, um, I guess just because I, um, I, I'm i not too familiar with if I'm a new homeowner, um, what would be the process for, for people who don't know of what they would have to jump through? Because I know uh, a lot of people are, are, well, I say a lot of people, a lot of the younger generation, um, they typically will live in, rental properties of some sort.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and I'll say this, I mean, a lot of times people don't understand that are renters they don't realize that oftentimes when you rent a property, you know, you, usually they, they require background checks and, and, and credit, you know, they require to pull credit as well. Oftentimes, I'm not saying that's always the case, but, um, you know, and, and, a lot of times folks don't realize that they could even buy a house and their payments would be cheaper than renting a house or renting a, a apartment or, or, a, you know, condo or something like that. So usually the first step, especially with the market being as wild as it, as it is right now for buyers, you know, the first step I always recommend is to get, you know, figure out your financing, whether that be for some reason you have all that cash sitting aside or a parent's going to give you that money or, um, you know, you could start working with a lender. Um, and and that's usually the best process is to, or the best, the best first step is to get the pre qualification process in order. So you can go ahead and start looking at houses and know approximately where your budget falls.
1: Now for, for people, um, that don't have a stellar credit, uh, cause I know credits involved in that, um, it, or either or that, or they don't have a whole lot to put down. Cause I know there's a lot of that going on too with mm-hmm. people my age and younger.
2: Yeah. And, and I can say, I mean, there's definitely a lot of different loan programs out there that could help with, you know, first time home buyers, um, for folks with lower credit scores, Um, that type of thing. I couldn't probably speak to the, you know, that's not my exact forte, (laughs) but, uh, but I mean, you know, the thing is, is if, if you wanted to take a step in the direction of, of purchasing a house, you know, reaching out to a lender is 100% the best way to get started. So, and they can at least kind of tell you where, you know, where you fall, if you're, if you're running short in, in one area, like if, you know, you need a more, more of a down payment, or if you, you know, need to bring your credit score up. And I, I mean, I know a lot of lenders that I work with, they're even willing to help figure out how to do that. You know? So if you, if you are um, low on your credit score, they can, you know, either refer you to people who can help enhance your credit, or they could kind of give you an idea on what direction to take from there. okay yeah
1: so now once that once all that falls into place you know and you start looking is that when you get somebody like yourself in the mix and say this is what I've been approved for and then kind of take it from there
2: yeah and and usually I'll say most of the time the people reach out to me first so like usually a real estate agent and that's totally fine I mean that's most people are going to contact a real estate agent first uh, before they reach out to a lender. It's, it's probably 75% of the time when somebody reaches out to me, they haven't spoken with a lender. So, and that's okay. You know, that's usually where we can kind of help them, help them find somebody that fits their needs and that sort of thing. So, but yeah, once they, once they get the pre-qualification process, that's usually when we'll start looking for properties start trying to figure out exactly what their criteria is and all that good stuff. You know, how many bedrooms do they need? You know, what, what, how big is their family? Are they expecting to have a larger family? And, you know, that kind of thing. And, and, and you start to kind of windle down the process into, um, um, you know, something that's the, uh, until you eventually find the right house for them. <laughs> so.
0: You got quiet there, Tyler. <laughs> uh, well, it's your fault for mentioning Panda Express. so I can think about now.
1: <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> well, um, it's definitely been a, been a pleasure having you. Um, I mean, it's definitely been insightful, you know, and, uh, um, I don't know if if Tyler learned a whole lot, but I know I did because a lot of that I'm unfamiliar with.
0: <laughs> it was well, all, all new good, information
2: man. for me. What's that, Tyler? Sorry, I missed you, bud.
0: Oh, said so, sorry. It's it's been all new information for me.
2: Well, I'm glad I could uh, could could show you guys a little little more info about about what I do here. So
1: <laughs> we definitely appreciate you taking your time out to do that. I know it's. Somewhat late in the afternoon, but, uh, or evening rather.
2: Well, that's totally fine, man. The pleasure's all mine. If you guys need anything, you know where to, you know where to find me. So.
1: Absolutely. We appreciate it a lot.
2: All right. Well, Tyler, Josh, thanks guys. Appreciate it.
1: Not a problem. Thank you very much. All right. All right. Mm -hmm. Bye-bye. On the next episode...
0: Hello, Ghostbusters. Yes, of course they're serious. You do? You have? No kidding. Uh Uh-huh. Well, just uh, just give me the address. Uh Yes, of course. Oh, they'll be totally discreet.
1: Thank you. The Virginia Ghostbusters chapter. So stay tuned. You don't want to miss it.